everyone, there's a pandemic going on, and it means that a lot of people aren't in the office. So we're just going to chat with whoever happens to stop by the porch. I hope that's okay with you. If you haven't stopped by before, you can find the rest of our conversations at pointerreal.com slash porch. I'm Lauren Jewell, and let's get started. Welcome to the Front Porch with Lauren Jewell. and our marketing team's web developer, Thomas Choi, with us. Thomas, glad to have you here. Hey. So let's get started with just some basic information about you first. Who are you, where are you from, and what is it that you do here at Pointer Rental? My name is Thomas Choi. Um, I was born and raised in South Korea. Ooh, all right. Um, and our family moved to the United States when I was 10. And I do website development. Okay. Um, so that's anything related to our company's website. Um, and that's also involving anything that's related to making landing pages, uh, anything with the Pardot, mm-hmm. um, forms, and stuff like that. So everything that anyone could possibly see on the website, your hand yes. or mouse has touched. I, I do feel like I wear many hats. Hmm. Um, so, for example, like building out the International Conference app, you wouldn't necessarily sure. say you're a web developer. Mm-hmm. You would say you're a Just a regular developer. developer, sure. So I feel sometimes I do get confused on what my actual job title is, hmm. but it's a web developer. Okay. Yeah. Thomas Choi, he's smart. We should ask him if he can do this. <laughs> and generally it's a, yeah, sure. So, yeah, we're done. Okay. I'm, I'm not that smart. I, I think I, I like to consider myself to be humble. I'm, I'm hardworking, mm-hmm. so. Thomas Choi, hardworking, humble, wears many hats. Thomas Choi, <laughs> you're good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh darn it, oh, people thank like you. you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Please list all of the dinosaurs you can name off the top of your head. Oh, man. I know. I only know T-Rex. Does Rex from Toy Story count? Well, Rex is a toy who portrays a T-Rex. Okay. Do you know what T-Rex is um, short for? I have no idea. Okay. What is it? Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, wow. That's so hard to pronounce. (laughs) Even if you were to tell me, I probably wouldn't be able to say it. (laughs) Okay. To be honest, I looked up like all the dinosaurs. Oh, really? And the reason reason why I can't really say it, because all of them are very difficult to pronounce. Sure. So... Do you know, like, dinosaur names? Like, did you learn them in Korean first or anything? Like, did you, like, study dinosaurs? Like, yeah, in kindergarten I, or anything? I, like, I do I remember um, learning uh, when I was in elementary school in Korea. But mm-hmm. to say that, translate into Korean, I had no idea what it meant. Okay. So could you say T-Rex or Tyrannosaurus Rex in Korean? Like, So T-Rex would be Tyrannosaurus. Okay. Uh, so dinosaurs in general, we would say Gongyong. Well, I don't know if I want to repeat that on the show. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try it off, off air, but um, okay, that's very cool. Yeah. Right on. Now let's dive into some questions about your career. So starting from the beginning, what did you want to be when you grew up? I actually wanted to become a conductor. So an like orchestra. Like of, of a train? Oh, orchestra conductor. okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> train conductor. <laughs> uh, so my mother used to play the flute. Okay. And growing up, I always thought that that was like the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I my remember. My played the flute too. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I remember my mom, uh, she took me to this 
uh, concert. Uh, it was like the orchestra concert. And usually I think people pay attention to all these string players. Mm -hmm. But for me, this is when I was like six year old. I remember like watching the conductor and mm -hmm. I, I, it made me feel like the wand that they were using was like controlling the whole orchestra. Right, yeah. So I thought that was like the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. I kept on saying, oh, they're like, they must be like the magician, like, mm -hmm. you know, swing the bows mm -hmm. left and right. And right. Um, ever since then, um, you know, I really wanted to become a conductor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that you kind of pursued music throughout yeah. the course of your life. Was that like, when, were you always wanting to be a conductor was kind of the end goal throughout all that? Yeah. Or did that shift throughout so your musical it, career? So it actually changed when I got to college. Okay. Um, so I was a pretty serious music student, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, I went to um, charter school, um, high school that specializes in like music, basically. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I um, got accepted to um, Berklee College of Music in, up in Boston, mm -hmm. uh, where I wanted to pursue a deeper understanding in music. Uh, but when I got there, um, I realized that it was extremely difficult to uh, make any kind of income sure. um, in the beginning. And yeah. um, there were so many good, talented musicians there. I just figured, okay, maybe I should look into different you know, areas. And... Uh, at the time, uh, at Berkeley, um, they were offering non-music majors. So I majored in entertainment business, and then I minored in acoustic engineering. What did you actually end up doing professionally before coming to Pointer Rental? Because we don't do a whole lot of music here at Pointer Rental. Yeah. A little bit, but um, it's not our main... So after, uh, after I graduated from college, I was, um, I was able to secure my internship at Sony in New York. Mm. Wow. Uh, so I worked for the Sony's record label for a year mm -hmm. um, and then where they actually offered me a full-time job. Um, and then shortly after they offered me a full-time job, I got laid off. But, you know, throughout the whole entire year that I was working at um, Sony, mm -hmm. I realized that the music industry and the entertainment industry is actually very rigorous. Mm -hmm. And it's not, if your mentality is not built for it, it's not the place that you can survive. So how did you end up finding Pointer Rental? Yeah, so um, I moved back um, to Texas to basically live with my parents until I tried to figure out like what I wanted to do. Sure. Um, I had a friend who, her name is Sunny. She worked at Pointer Rental. Hmm. And I remember like her talking about her company, like how amazing it is, um, Wayne and Terry and everybody, um, how like family-like environment that they had here. Sadly, uh, Sunny had to leave the United States to mm -hmm. go back to Korea. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember when I was looking for a job, I texted Sunny and I said, hey, you know, is there any way that I can get in touch with Point of Rental? So how did you end up getting into the web development part at Point of Rental? Like I said, um, even when I was in college, my roommate was, um, he actually went to Boston University and okay. he was a computer science major. Mm -hmm. And then he was, and I was always curious, like, um, I remember like seeing him doing his projects and, and stuff like that, and it was really fascinating. Mm -hmm. So I remember asking him about very like basic questions about how how does the web work or how does the website, you know, how does it, you know, being displayed on browsers and stuff. Yeah, how do and, I internet? Yeah, how do I internet, basically. <laughs> and that's how I got started. And then um, I just taught myself. And when I came on Point of Rental, at the time, there were Point of Rental was going through a major transition as well. Um, it was growing really fast, mm -hmm. so they uh, needed someone who can build websites. So 
uh, I came on board and I started building websites. Right on. Yeah. So you were Pointer Vinyl's Good Sport Award winner last year. Uh-huh. Why do you think that Sony feel as though you're a good sport? Uh, I think I'm humble. Um, I feel like you're mentioning how humble you are a lot. Um, I, it sounds weird, but I really like people. My number one um, priority in my life is relationship. And I really value every relationship that I make with people because I don't believe that it just happened randomly. I believe there are meaning uh, behind it. Um, So, you know, um, I just want to be able to be happy around people and just be able to be chill. What is your favorite part of working at Pointer Rental? Uh, definitely people. Okay. Yeah, so... Wait, so you like people and your favorite part is people? Yes. All right. People and people. <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel that a lot of companies... My buddies work for, you know, big corporations, like some medium-sized corporation and whatnot. A lot of their issues actually come from relationship. If you listen mm-hmm. to... um. It's not really related to their tasks or anything like that. At least for our team, marketing team, I feel like we all have really great chemistry. And that makes me so happy to just come into work, being able to crack jokes, right? And being able to talk about, you know, different, you know, issues, whether that's politics, religions, or whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that at the end of the day that we are still a team and we can rely on on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just really amazing. Thomas, what is your five-year plan? Um, so are we talking about point of rental specifically? It can be professionally, it can be personally, however oh, you want okay. to answer it. Um, so my, my five-year plan, um, so definitely I, I do want to uh, prog- progress in, in my career okay. um, at point of rental. So whether that's, you know, um, leading someone or some people, um, I think this year especially, I had a, had a lot of opportunity to learn about leadership. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I always, always like, lacked in. Like, I, mm-hmm. I was, that was never my strength. And I think that this year, I just had a lot of opportunities to experience that. And it's still challenging, mm-hmm. but I do look forward to um, leading um either people or group, whatever they be, that may be. And I don't necessarily need to have the title um, of manager or, or director or anything like that. Sure. Um, I just want to be able to empower other people so that they can, so I can lead people to um, prosperity, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very easy to um, deal with people when things are going well. But I mean, just 2020 has been a hectic year. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it's very easy for just people in general to just be like, this year sucked yeah, and absolutely. kind of bring that into the workplace. Um, yeah. And so just having to, to manage or to lead people through the midst of this, um, yeah. I can, I can certainly see how yeah. that would be an opportunity for you and for a lot of people to just mm-hmm. grow in leadership skills and yeah. okay, how do we get through a challenge like this? Yeah. So absolutely. yeah, I, I hope by 2025 you do find <laughs> yourself in greater leadership positions. Thank you. At Point of Rental, we care about people and our four-legged friends. That's why we're proud to say that no animals are harmed in creating our rental software. You can rest assured that when you use Point of Rental software to manage your business, you're making the world a safer place for animals. How does it make you feel, Rufus? 
Thomas. I've always been told that KFC means Kentucky Fried Chicken. Now, you told me earlier that that's not what it stands for. So what is KFC to you, and why is it so delicious? KFC stands for Korean Fried Chicken. Um, okay. So it's really delicious because... Um, so it's one of those things, if you haven't tried it, it's really hard to explain. Okay. But I'll try my best. Is I was going to say that's not great for audio. But <laughs> <laughs> so I'll is, try my best. Go on. Okay. So um, it's more crispy than Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay. Um, the seasoning is different. So I feel like the Korean Fried Chicken uses a lot of garlic. So there's a lot of garlic-based sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Korean Fried Chicken also comes with like 20 different sauces. And these sauces are so good. Do you put all of them on like no? One they they usually they will something? give it to you on the side, so you so can you dip it in you all dip the it different basically. sauces. Or or you can ask just like choose one flavor mm-hmm. and then they'll make it make your whole chicken with the flavor. And you can also ask like sauces on the side. Thomas, when are you bringing Korean uh, fried chicken into the office? Because so this the does thing sound about delightful. Korean fried chicken is you kind of have to go there because like by to the Korea. Time, no, no, no. There, there are places um, that sell that sells like Korean fried chicken. Are they a chain restaurant? It is or? a chain. That's okay. from Korea. Oh. But if I were to get it to go and bring it here, mm-hmm. it's gonna get like so like mushy. I mean, and just all the way there. from Korea, they gotta take a while. No, it's it's from <laughs> here in the DFW either Carrollton or Arlington. There's one oh. in Arlington. Arlington isn't that far away. Yeah, yeah. So we Wait, can so go. can we go there for lunch someday? Yeah, absolutely. Before I was officially part of the marketing team, I heard that you burned down a bunch of houses. Um, why did you do that? And how did you avoid getting caught? Oh, man. It's uh, it's one of those traumatic experiences that I don't wish to talk about, but mm. I'll just do it here for the sake of, I guess, podcast. Um, do it for the podcast. So our marketing team is very um, creative. And, or it could be that I'm just too humble or, (laughs) um, one day, uh, we decided to take a trip to this, um, this really nice, um, area where they had houses and I guess it's kind of like a river or pond or whatever that may be. Um, and the whole idea is that we would give a, a proper funeral for, um, jewels um, dead hamsters, and they weren't really dead. They were just a replica of Jules' dead hamsters. Um, so basically, the idea is that you would set the hamster on fire, and then you would sail them through uh, out out the boat. It was a symbolic Viking funeral. Yeah, yeah. So we did that, and I was deathly afraid because that day was windy, um, and I was really scared that um, the fire was gonna somehow travel to like two miles to to different houses and we're gonna burn down houses. Mm-hmm. So I was the last one to leave that area just cause I wanted to make sure that the the uh, the paper, um, the ships were, were uh, sinking. Sure. Um, so leave no trace. Leave no trace basically. So I was throwing rocks and, and doing all that. So I left and then literally a few, when we all came back to the office, few hours, was that? On the same day or the next day? No, it was on April 1st because... Oh, I forgot. Uh, So, (laughs) mind you, uh, this is during uh, the April Fool's Day. Um, But it it was like a week after the... Okay, it was a week after. So, a week after, um, I had 
uh, finished my lunch and then I came back to the office and my manager was talking about how, um, oh, like, did you guys see the news article about um, this neighborhood being burnt out? And I feel like that's like us. And I immediately knew that that was me. <laughs> so I started freaking out. And naturally. Uh, naturally. And at the time, I was in the process of applying for the U.S. permanent green card. Um, and oh. it took me, it took me uh, 20 years to get this green card. Right. And if I am convicted, then I knew that I was not only am I going to get deported, mm. uh, my marriage will probably like get shattered. And mm -hmm. so basically everything was on yeah. the line. So mm -hmm. I was thinking about like millions of scenarios. Oh my gosh, how am I going to talk to my wife about this? Um, so my boss like posed to, post to me aside and she's like, if you get a phone call from, you know, any like Arlington police officers or something, don't ever tell them anything. Make sure to say you're going to hire a lawyer. <laughs> and um, next thing you know, I did get a call from some random Arlington number claiming that this guy is a um, detective working for the Arlington Police Department. Mm. Um, and he basically said, do you know this incident? Um, you know, there are, we found out that uh, the, like three houses are burnt. Um, and then I really didn't know what to do about it. And I just completely, I, I told the officer or the detective, I said, um, I can't really give you much information. <laughs> and... You know, but inside I was dying. <laughs> I was slowly dying. I could feel my soul just getting crushed and just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. And um, next thing you know, um, it was Jimmy from the sales department basically said, hey, do you know today's the April Fool's Day? Mm. And that's how. That's when I the light bulb out. went off and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. this probably isn't real. <laughs> yeah. And I was super relieved. Mm. And then um, had you contacted Tessia at this point? Like, was she scared or actually? Up or anything? I was so I thought the idea was brilliant, so I wanted to prank my wife right <laughs> after. So I actually like ran outside, and all my coworkers thought I was crying. Actually, I was I I ran outside out of excitement. So I was trying to prank my wife, and Tessia. The first thing she said, "You're a fool." That's what she said. So. Um, it didn't work. And then I tried pranking Ruben, um, and they, that didn't work. Uh -huh. So, Wow. Yeah. And because that's your response, that's why people don't feel bad about pranking. <laughs> yeah. Total 180 from like, this is horrible. I'm dying inside. I'm going to be deported. I'm going to go to jail. My marriage is shattered. Everything is shattered, too. I should prank my wife. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thought that I had in my head. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well. I don't remember what I asked you, but that's great. <laughs> All right, so Thomas, you recently became a father, um, and I feel like a few months is enough time to be an expert at it. So what advice would you give to someone who is soon to be a dad? Cherish the moment, definitely. Every moment that you get with the baby, because the baby will grow so fast. Hmm. Um, Ezekiel is already two months and two days old, mm -hmm. and he looks so much different. Um, so I would say that, and also, um, I would also really focus on your relationship with your wife. Um, oftentimes I think husband and wife focus a lot on your baby just because the baby is newborn mm -hmm. and you really don't get much time with your wife anymore. Sure. Um, and that's one thing that I learned is, wow, we don't really communicate as much. Um, so that's something that we've been actively working on. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been working great so far. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can imagine when you have a, a new life in your house, it's yeah. pretty much all conversations are probably going yeah. to be around it and Absolutely. catering to its needs rather than, how are you doing? What yeah, are your needs? Exactly. Are they being met? Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's good yeah. advice. So uh, you've been a dad for two months and two days. What's your best dad joke you got for us? Uh, I have one. Um, okay, that's all we need then. Do you want to hear uh, a joke about pizza? Is that your only joke you have? I mean, uh, uh, I do I, like I mean, pizza. I, I mean, it's one of my go-to. Okay. Let's um, go for it then. But it's too cheesy. Oh. <laughs> 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 so you can imagine why Tessia would get on that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I see this now. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Of the four places that I know you've lived, Korea, Las Vegas, Boston, and DFW, which is your favorite and why? Boston. Boston? Yep. Why Boston? Uh, I love sports. Okay. And Boston is one a city that's huge in, in sports. Hmm. Um, so I happen to be the Boston Celtics fan, the Patriots, Bruins, hmm. uh, Red Sox. Um, so... My you know, blood pressure is rising. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so you're the Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I, I feel extremely guilty saying all these things right now. <laughs> um, sorry, no shame. So, no shame. Go so, ahead. You know, Speak freely. I knew, you know, going, moving to Boston, I knew, like, that was going to be my city. And, like, Boston as a city, it, it's a beautiful place. There's mm-hmm. so many, like, pretty places that you can just go on a walk. Mm-hmm. And they have a park. You have all these, like, boutique, like, coffee shop. Um... So it's just a really beautiful area. Yeah, nice yeah. place to live. Okay, well, I disagree with you, but <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> wow. I guess I asked you what your favorite was, and I can't. It's, it's okay, you can still favorite. disagree. I still disagree, but. Um, all right, so for some reason, when we asked you to tell us something interesting about yourself um, when we were coming up with questions for the podcast, you went with uh, the I have a physical deformity route. So... I don't, wait, I don't want to ask this question. <laughs> so what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, okay, so when I was born, I had four joints on my right-hand pinky finger. Okay, I can picture um, it, kind of. And if you look at your pinkies right now, oh. you're only going to have three joints. Or not, yeah. I've got right, two three. lines. Well, you're you count have the, oh, but the third lines. one's my knuckle. Okay, so you, if you look at my pinky right now, I actually have four lines. Wow. And they are actually, my left pinky and then my right pinky are exactly the same length. They're the same length? You just have an extra line on one of them? Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just so we're clear, I was asking what was wrong with you as in, like, physical deformities. There's nothing wrong with having a different kind of finger. I was just asking what's wrong with you that that's the first thing you go to about an interesting thing about you. I think that's fair enough. Natural transition. When was the last time you got in a fight? And how'd that go? Like, physical fight? Yeah, or... physical fight. Oh, I've never gone into a fight my entire life. Never? Never, ever. Never, ever. Not, not even with a family member. Not even growing up. I'm sure kid. with my brother at some point. I don't remember. I you lost had... that bad? <laughs> like, he, <laughs> he knocked you out? <laughs> um, uh, to be honest, my, my brother, he's really different from, from yeah. me. He's pretty mean. Um, so you got all the humility. I'm very humble. So <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, growing up, like uh, fighting with my brother, I think my brother 
he he was into football, lacrosse, like wrestling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was a more of a nerdy, like musical kid. Sure. Um, so you want to be a conductor. I wanted to be a conductor. That's right. Um, so I think my brother was a more of a aggressor, and I was a more of a humble person. So Thomas, what are your top ten liquids? So number one, um, coffee. Okay. Ice coffee. Mm-hmm. Ice americano. Lattes. Ice caramel latte. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like uh, kimchi soup. Okay. We That's food liquid. Coffee. All right. Yep. Um, I also like honey ginger tea. Okay. Um, ramen. Uh-huh. Um, beef stock and chicken stock. Interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of coffee on that list. Yes, I love coffee. Do you consider, so you consider yourself a coffee connoisseur? Yeah, I tried quitting coffee for two days and it made me really sick. So I realized that I am forever addicted to coffee and probably cannot I was going to say, you realize survive. that's withdrawals, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tried. For two days. Okay. And I had a massive, massive migraine. Oh. I'm just like, you know what? This is not worth it. I'm just going to drink hmm. coffee. So in your normal state, normal Thomas without coffee in you, you had a major migraine from the lack of it? That, yeah, that still sounds like a That's withdrawal. That's what caffeine yeah. withdrawal does. It gives yeah. you headaches. Yeah. Mm. It was horrible. Do you want to be, um, do, do you want to get off of coffee? No. <laughs> All right, well, the first step is acceptance. I, I, I so love we'll coffee just keep and asking coffee loves me. <laughs> okay, so um, did you have any other questions on that? Nope. All right, so Taylor, um, Taylor Dees uh, from a few podcast episodes ago played his guitar for us in his episode, and Matt Gaffin sang for us. Mm. Um, can you play something for us on your cello as we get ready for the five important questions? Yeah, absolutely. Important questions. Five important questions. Five important questions. All right, let's get into our rapid response. Five important questions. Uh, Number one, what would you say is your greatest success in life? I believe that I am quite successful when it comes to relationship. Um, As I mentioned before, I value relationship, whether that's at work, family, church, wherever that may be. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've I've learned to... um, embrace uh, the difference and I've learned to um, love people that I thought that I couldn't mm-hmm. um, and that um, taught me a lot and I, I, I think of that as a great success in life. What would be a piece of advice that you would give to someone on just how to improve your relationships? Uh, be genuine. Be genuine. Don't be fake. Hmm. Um, it's okay to you know it's okay to be different. Yeah. Really? Maybe uh, be humble. <laughs> and be humble. <laughs> <laughs> What is your greatest fear? Roaches. Roaches? Yes. Why do you say that? Uh, I, first of all, I don't think anybody likes uh, the uh, cockroaches, and mm. I think they are disgusting. They are ugly. They don't do anything good. Um, I don't know why they are here, and they are a huge headache. So our uh, attempt to make cockroaches your friend did not work. No. Okay. I mean, Lauren 
our boss want mm-hmm. to believe that um, she did, you know, my favor in terms of like trying to, you know, help me overcome my fear. If anything, it gave me more traumatic experience. Wait, what did Lauren do to help you overcome your fear of cockroaches? Um, so basically, she hid my car keys inside uh, this uh, a box full of roaches. And they're not just normal, you know, regular the roaches that you see in the apartment. These are, uh, what is it? I forget what they're called. Um, Madagascar hissing cockroaches. There you go. Mm-hmm. And they make this creepy sound. And um, so that was the story. I had to, you know, suck it up because I'm humble. Um, and then I had to retrieve my key. Um, and, you know, Lauren still says, oh, you know, you're not thankful that, you know, you know, I, I did all that to make sure that you over, you're overcoming your fear. No, didn't work. Didn't work? Nope. If you could tell first day at Pointer Rental Thomas one piece of advice to become a successful pointer, mm-hmm. what would that advice be? Uh, don't be shy. Okay. I think I was uh, super shy in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I, I am a huge introvert. Um, I was never really good with people to begin with. It's something that I acquired um, during like four years at Pointer Rental. Um, so I would say don't be shy, you know, just go out there you know, make relationship, you know, talk to people, um, and just be courageous, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Courageous and humble. Courageous and humble. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what is your most embarrassing moment as a pointer? Oh. So my second week uh, working at Pointer Rental, I flooded Wayne's inbox with a very inappropriate um, <laughs> Russian bot-generated emails. Yeah. On uh, no, not not on purpose. Why Definitely would you not do on purpose. This? That's just how he introduced himself. To uh, so you know, like I said, I was in charge of creating all these new websites and stuff. And um, so I don't know if you, have you guys heard of Google Captcha? So whenever uh-huh. you're filling out the form, Google asks you, "Hey, like, uh, find uh, cars, right?" And you're mm-hmm. supposed to select those cars. Yeah. I forgot to build that into a form. So what these Russian bots oh, no. ended up doing is they they found out that they can just submit random forms so they were sending all these inappropriate um advertisement and at the time all the forms were being sent to wayne (laughs) and overnight um wayne apparently got like thousand emails or something like that and and in the UK office, Mark also <laughs> received thousands. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, like, what? Why? So we that hired was, uh, this guy, what, yeah, two weeks ago? Yeah, <laughs> that was really embarrassing. Oh, no. I, you know. But uh, we fixed it, uh-huh. um, and I apologized. And So if you see captures on the forms, that's why they exist. Mm. Yes, exactly. They are a little bit annoying for each person filling out a form. Yeah, it's, yeah. For, it's really for your own protection, so... Oh, it's for, it's for Thomas's protection, really. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever, yeah, sure, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, so let's say that we kind of live in an alternate universe, and suddenly if you forget, as a web developer, if you forget to add the CAPTCHA um, filter uh, onto a form, it is uh, an automatic death sentence. Um, so, or capital offense, I guess you, you could say. So, um, sorry to say that you've been sentenced to death. Oh. Um, because of that experience um, and filling up Wayne and Mark's inboxes with emails. <laughs> um, what is your last meal and why? Last meal? Mm-hmm. Mexican tacos. Your mom's Mexican tacos? 
any authentic Mexican tacos. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? If I could change myself, oh, I I wish I was more athletic. Really? Yeah. Didn't you play basketball for a while? I did. Um, I was never really that athletic. Hmm. What is your spirit spice? Uh, sweet and sour sauce. Why do you say that? Um, I think sweet and sour sauce. Well, it's sweet. Um, and <laughs> sour. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sour. Um, so I think I'm pretty sweet, and um, but at the same time, I think I can be pretty sour. I've seen you pick on Andrew Good quite a few times. Yeah, so sweet and sour sauce <laughs> okay. uh, would be pretty applicable. Who is the next pointer I should talk to for this podcast? I would say Silish. Silish? Yeah. Okay. Why do you suggest? I really like Silish. Okay. Because you like him, we should interview him. You know, Silish, uh, he seems like a very humble person. Well, thank you, Thomas, for chatting thank today. You. It's been a delight talking to you. Um. Send Thomas some love this week. Fill out a contact form on our website saying, hey, um, he'll probably get the response. Um, or send him a gif of your favorite, I don't know, what gif should they send them, Brian? I've completely blanked on everything we've talked about already. Some some taco gifts. Ooh, yeah. Send him some gifts of tacos. Oh, thank you. Um, just be epic and let him know that you care. So, yeah, thanks for listening today, and we'll keep the porch light burning for you. Is this gonna be in private uh people say like new yorkers are super mean um they're they are super mean i didn't believe that people could be evil even though i'm killing like 10 of them every day yeah i guess it's a good thing you're gonna be uh sentenced to death i wanted to make sure that the ships were sinking thomas has a deep desire for power i respect your right to exist so much love in here the idea is that you would set the hamster on fire so it's kind of like when you go to a gas station i don't think i'm that smart oh wait I probably shouldn't say this. Is T-Rex the only dinosaur that uses the the letter T and then Rex? That was weird. I'm I'm not that smart. Hang on, I'm drinking. He doesn't really know what he's doing right now. Mm, not inspiring to me. Yeah. It's like a sheet of rock. If it's too long, I'll cut you. I could feel my soul just getting crushed. Babies are heavy. I'm from America. I only believe in object-based violence. We're gonna burn down houses. Leave no trace. If you get a phone call from, you know, any like Arlington police officer, don't ever tell them anything. They weren't really dead. I was trying to prank my wife. I just wish that Brian would edit it in a way that it's more uh, enjoyable. I think in the words of Lauren, um, rejected.